0: Welcome to the Author Wheel Podcast, where we believe there's no single right way to produce, publish, or promote your work, only what's right for you. In every episode, we'll talk about common writing roadblocks and how to overcome them so you can keep your stories rolling. Well, welcome back to the Author Wheel season two episode one and welcome to 2023. This is our first episode of the new year and we're super excited to get back to work. We thought what we'd do today is share with you an exercise that we've put ourselves through both as the author wheel and as individual fiction writers to help us kind of get a grasp of our year, look at the big picture and then kind of narrow down to the nitty gritty stuff that we want to get accomplished. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. But first, let's hear how Megan's holiday went. How'd your holiday go,
1: Megan? (laughs) It was good. It It was a nice little break. My girls had, of course, their two weeks off of school for, for the um, Christmas holiday or winter break or whatever they call it now. But um, it was a little bit, a little bit strange because they actually went all the way up through the 23rd for school and then went back to school, just started back to school um, as we're recording this week. So it was uh, a little delayed compared to usual. Um, but we had fun. We, we did a little staycation. We played board games and we, I uh, watched movies and my husband uh, took a week off for of work as well. So we were all at home and just kind of hanging out. But it was fun. It was fun. What about you? How was your holiday?
0: Um, well, it, it was forever. I mean, <laughs> we went, we went on our first big family camping trip before Thanksgiving, came home for a week, left for Mammoth for Thanksgiving, played in the snow, came home for a week, left for another week for our anniversary and then we came home and it was boom time to hit birthdays and Christmas and it was a lot and I'm very very ready to have a normal routine and structure and kind of catch up but it was a blast I mean I had a lot of fun but but definitely definitely feeling a little behind yeah yeah
1: so well and so that kind of brings us into what this whole strategy thing was that uh that that we went through and that we're going to talk about today because I don't know about you I don't really believe in traditional new year's resolutions i like to use the new year as a reset and a refresh and and the holiday time period end of the year um as a time to kind of assess what's happened so it's like a good point in time to like take that pause and and rethink and and recenter myself but i don't really do resolutions which i think say. is a
0: good thing because statistically they fail. You know, yeah. i worked in gyms for many many years and a lot of gyms they they overbook, you know, they take way way more um new members mm-hmm. than can could ever comfortably fit because they know the vast majority of them are not going to come. And yeah. the first couple of weeks of a new year are crowded and then yeah it just starts dwindling away. And by February, you're back down to your your normal crowd who's been coming for years. And
1: yeah, yeah, that? and it and I think I mean, I, I'm sure they've done studies on this on the psychology behind it and whatnot. But I think that that's because people don't have a system they don't build systems around what they're trying to do. They don't kind of evaluate themselves where they're actually at, what they're actually trying to do and why they're trying to do it they don't assess that kind of like inner motivation um first and there's of course lots of ways to do that but with resolutions it's just like oh i'm gonna do this but then if you don't figure it out how it fits into your life first and fits into your goals first then it's yeah it's destined to fail
0: yeah well and willpower is just a very limited resource yeah you know it just and some people have more of it than others but nobody has an exhaustive supply and as soon as you're tired feeling sorry for yourself stub your toe name it the problem it's like ah, give me yep. the
1: chocolate <laughs> yeah like exactly exactly yeah so i am a nerd about this stuff obviously
0: uh- <laughs> I, I love your nerdiness yes <laughs>
1: Good. I think if you if you at all like me, you've got to love the nerdy side of me because you know yeah. that's just a major part of it. But anyway, uh, so I've read a lot of books on strategy and on goal setting and on how to develop priorities, how to plan, um, how to you know create your to do list and, and be efficient with your time, all these things, like lots and lots and lots of different things. And so this year, as I was going through my end of year evaluation, um, and then I should also add, my husband got me a bullet journal for Christmas, kind of as a joke, because we were sort of making fun of uh, one of the YouTubers who does bullet journaling. (laughs) so it's kind of a joke but I was like oh I'm actually gonna use this <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a joke but you know I really like it <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so he got me a bullet journal and so I started um put, kind of planning out my year and and I put together a I don't know I've now created a template for it so for, everybody can download that that'll be on the authorwheel.com slash stuff um, and you can download the template but I kind of put together this little worksheet for myself um, to go through my fiction business and figure out like, what am I really trying to do? Where am I trying to go this year? What are the steps that I can take to get there? And, um, what's, what's my overall strategy? Um, and so I did it for me and I was like, actually it was really helpful. My little, you know, cobbled together, um, strategy plan here. Um, and so then Greta, you and I, we sat down and did it for Author Wheel. And as we were doing it, we're like, oh, this is going to be a great (laughs) vibe.
0: Yep. And then I ended up taking the same (laughs) worksheet and applying it to my fiction business. Um, And did you find it helpful?
1: Was it very, was it-
0: very helpful? And you know, one thing I, I really liked about it and, um, you know, that I'm sure our listeners are just dying with anticipation to find out what the <laughs> heck we're talking about, but let me tell you what I liked about it before I tell you what it is. Um, it's sort of simple, you know, cause I, yeah. I, I also have a nerdy side and read a lot of like self-help business, get your head on straight kind of books. And, um, Sometimes it's just so intensive, labor intensive. And by the time I fill out all their pages and I I journal and I imagine my future self in five years and I do all these things, I like, I look at the clock and I've like, no more time to get any work done that day, you know? So I liked it that it was, I felt like it was, um, it was simple. It wasn't that many steps. You can complete it. I think anybody could complete it in under an hour, unless they really weren't sure of a lot of things and had to give things a lot, a, a lot more thought.
1: Mm-hmm. If there was an,
0: a question that needed some, you know, some working out. But if you have the pieces in place, it's, it's relatively quick.
1: Yeah. And and we'll talk about that, the, the time aspect or the iterations on this a little bit more mm-hmm. as we go. But I mean, mm-hmm. as, as we talk about this too, it's, it that is kind of the thing, right? Like, we do this now, but you have to come back and revisit it over and over. So you spend an hour here and then you go away and you think about it some more, and then you come back and you might change some things. That's totally normal. Like that's how it should be um, when you're planning and creating a strategy for, you know, your business, but your life too, like anything you want to get done, anything you want to set a goal around, um, you've got to kind of come back and revisit it. Otherwise it just It never seems to actually get done.
0: Well, and I've heard all these statistics about how many small businesses fail. And honestly, if you're an author, uh, especially if you're an independently published author, you're a small business. And Mm -hmm. they often fail if they don't have a business plan. But to write an exhaustive business plan is, is... This is like a mini business plan.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it can apply even if you're not on the ready for the business side of things yet. You can still use this just to help you figure out what you're trying to write, like, and how you're going to approach the craft of writing rather than the business of it, but the craft, like you know, what's your strategy for finding the time to write? What are you going to do? Like, you can still figure that all out with this too. So, but, so that being be said, yeah, let's get into it. Cause <laughs> everybody's probably like, all right, what are they talking about? Come on. All right. <laughs> so, um, so this, this little strategy, it's really just five main categories of, of things that you need to think about or should think about as you're trying to plan your year, um, and so real quick, um, the, they are um, your branding or your tagline or your mission statement, number one. Number two is what are your strengths or advantages? Where are you right now that will help you get to where you want to go? What are your weaknesses? What are your obstacles, the challenges, things that will potentially get in your way or hold you back? Because you need to be aware of those to address them. And then we develop a strategy, which is like the overarching kind of umbrella goals or or um, processes that you're you're gonna follow. And we'll talk about that when we get there. And then last, it's the tactics, which are the actual action items um, and, uh, things that you're going to do to achieve your strategy. So there's a, uh, there's a little nuance there between the strategy and the tactics. Of, and we'll get into that at the, toward the end
0: or when we get there. So, right. so we're going yeah. from biggest picture to a little less minute detail. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So just making that clear that that's <laughs> I'm mean, like asking to like that's how you looked at it when you created yeah. it, right?
1: Yes, that that is more or less how I looked at it. I mean, the, the branding. So so let's just start. Let's go through it. Um, the branding okay. piece. I mean, that was really kind of that came out of um, actually a class that we have taught live in person. We don't have a, an online version of it yet. So so if you're interested in something like this, please email us and say, hey, I really want this class. Make it. <laughs> And we'll make it. <laughs> um, but we taught this class on how to create your author tagline. So this is not for your book, although it uses some of the same you know processes as when you're developing a book tagline. But this is specifically for you as an author and who you are and what you're trying to write and why. And you want to distill that down into the mission statement for you. And so that's, that is, it's the big picture, huge umbrella concept that we start with when we're trying to narrow it down finally into clarifying the, the last, the small stuff, the tactics. So um, yes, it is the big picture first.
0: Okay. So what is the author wheel tagline,
1: Megan? So yeah, and we've been working on this and, and by the way, this takes. Iterations and time, and you, it takes. It, it, despite being one sentence, it is probably the most I've ever spent time on any single sentence. But uh, for the author wheel, it is helping writers overcome their roadblocks to keep their stories rolling. And so, if you've been around for a while, you've heard those phrases <laughs> exactly why a bit because that's what we try to keep coming back to as our motivation for the author wheel and why. Why did we're doing this? Why we have a podcast? Why we have the blog or the courses and all that stuff too? Um, So, so that's our author wheel uh, tagline or branding. What's yours for your fiction? Because it does work for fiction as well, right? So, um, yeah, mine for my
0: fiction took a very long time for me to come up with. In fact, I teach a whole workshop. I've taught a whole workshop at conferences on how to come up with this. So, don't be frustrated um you know if if yours is not pithy and cute yet you can just write whatever you know that but my, with mine is murder murders that hit home and murders because obviously i kill people in all my books and um that hit home is kind of a play on words because they all take place in Southern California, which is definitely a focal point and, and a selling point for my books, um, which is where I live. And they're all tend toward a domestic, more domestic suspense. Like I don't write global international intrigue or FBI or CIA. It's, it's just Joe Blow average or amateur sleuth. Um, and then also uh, there's always kind of a, a theme or a message that people could take to heart um, and maybe make them think about their, their their own life and their own attitudes towards things right because mm-hmm. people who kill people you know they're kind of screwed up so it's sometimes good to look at the psychology kinda, behind kind of screwed, screwed up <laughs> yeah So you're looking at the psychology behind the thing
1: so so all of that murders that hit home yeah is my
0: tagline so how about yours what's your fiction tagline
1: So mine is escape into myth, magic, and mayhem. Um, And for me, it's because I like to write stories that provide the escape for the reader um, that you can get lost in and with, you know, worlds that feel real, even if they're magical. Um, And then I, I am always inspired by world myths, mythologies, mythological creatures. I take those and I twist them in all of my books. Um, plus magic of course fantasy and mayhem is the adventure um so it's you know the escape uh the fantasy adventure and um the mythological inspiration is is where I was trying that all in
0: and I also think the escape actually fits really well with because a lot of your books are portal fantasies mm-hmm. and yeah. that's kind of like you're slipping into another dimension escape. you know so I think the yep. escape works really good as a uh, a verb there too
1: you know yes yeah. yeah it does and actually thank you for bringing that up because I'd kind of forgotten that <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yes no, they uh, are they are all yeah. portal fantasy actually yeah.
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> but it is yeah so it is good to kind of figure out what the heck you're trying to do because I know a lot of new writers and this definitely happened to me um we just you know, you're just writing a story and you're not really thinking about what kind of story it is. And then the next book you write, you know, maybe you're, you're veering into sci-fi and you don't even realize it. And then pretty soon you've got books that are all over the world genre wise. And then that just makes it so much harder to build a brand and build an audience and sell your books.
1: So exactly. Yep. Yeah. 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 So we, so we start there. And so that should be kind of your core, right? Like that's the, the innermost reason, motivation, purpose for your writing or what it is that you're doing. Um, but then we move into your strengths or advantages. Um, and so these are the things that like, set you apart, part, right. That, that can help you, um, be unique or different, or that give you, you know, a a, a leg up um, on the industry, or uh, you know what what helps you stand out in a crowded marketplace, or um, you know, as as compared to I would hate to say compare because I don't like to compare it to other authors, but everybody has their strengths, everybody has their weaknesses. So what makes you What's your advantage, right? What's what's the thing that you do well? Yeah. And it can even
0: be skill sets like these are things you might not need to hire. Because if if you were a graphic artist, say, then you'd save money on book covers. You know, Mm -hmm. so those can also be the kind of you could have some strengths like that. You could look at your strengths. So uh for author wheel, we felt like one of our strengths. What in fact, pretty much one of our main strengths was the fact that there was two of us mm-hmm. and that that splits the work so we can get more accomplished. And also we have different perspectives. We have different skill sets. We, we come at things from different angles and um, that just, I, you know, we felt like makes us a little bit more broad, uh, able to reach a bit more broad audience. Mm-hmm.
1: And so, it's actually, it kind of, that's, how we got started teaching together was because you were traditional and I was indie and, and we have very different personalities, um, but we work well together. And, and that is definitely our unique strength. Um, I mean, there are other duos out there, um, that, that teach or that do podcasts or other things together, but, um, but, you know, I, I think it's that breadth of experience that really, um, helps, helps us teach others. I I don't think either of us, I mean, we, we could teach, but I don't think either of us would have the same, um, reach or the same ability to, uh, connect with writers. If it was just one of us, right. Because we, you might like Greta better than me, it's okay well not that but you might
0: relate to something that's said or done more than Megan or vice versa the other thing too uh, the other thing too about that is that um um I just had a complete forgetfulness here what was I going to say something really good about this um there are other duos out there you said but yeah the two of us oh I know what I was going to say. It's that we do consider ourselves often the curators. Like yeah. We're we're trying to help new writers overcome their roadblocks. Well, we haven't experienced every single roadblock. No one writer has, you know, mm-hmm. which is why we have guests on as well, because we want to hear what they've gone through. Um, and so we're looking for answers. And there's two of us to look for those answers. So, yeah, you know, in terms of that, it gives us, like you're saying, we're more breath. There's a lot of people, a lot of amazing people in the industry who focus and really drill down on one thing. You know, mm-hmm. like Becca Syme, she is all about you know author strengths and how to coach them and what they should and shouldn't do. And and she, she's like the psychologist of the author community, of the indie author community especially. And then you know you have all kinds of people who are pros at different kinds of marketing, like this is the Amazon Ads guy or the that's not us. Right. We are more the overview girls, you know, like, and because there's two of us, that makes it e- easier to do because we can look at, so, you know, we have yeah. together, we can look at more things. We've tried more things. We've experienced more things. So it works for our brand.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Um, so what what's a, a strength, I guess, I mean, let's take it to the fiction side now. Um yeah. yeah. Um, So what's a good example of a strength um, that for your fiction, I guess, or that some of our listeners might have for, for fiction?
0: Well, for me, a strength is that I've had some really good, good editors over the past few years that have taught me a ton about craft. Editors I couldn't have afforded because you know, I was traditionally published. So that was a huge advantage of being mm-hmm. traditionally published is I didn't have to pay the editor so I could get top tier editing. And I learned an absolute ton craft wise from those editors. So I would feel like that is one of my strengths on the fiction mm-hmm.
1: side. Yeah. And, and similarly, I think that's, you know, I haven't necessarily had that same top tier editing um, advantage, but I have had, well, I've had wonderful editors. Don't get me wrong. My editors are awesome. Um, but I have had the ability to, or the desire to study craft. And so I've taken my time and I've been intentional. And so I think one of my unique strengths for my books are that they are high quality. They've won awards. They've, they've, um, they're as good if not better than a lot of the traditional traditionally published books that are on the market. Um, so that's a definite strength. So kind of as you're going through, you know, these these different things, think about what advantages you've had, um, what privileges because of where you came from or what aspects of your personality lend themselves to the writing and publishing, um, or, you know, or what other skills you have that, that benefit you. Like, like you said, like the graphic design is a great, if you're a graphic designer, then you've got a leg up for cover design. You can make your own covers; You don't have to spend money on that. And you can tweak them as much as you want to, because, you know, you have those skills. I don't have those skills. The best I can do is work in Canva.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I would, I, I did a cover for a, short story in canva because it's a free short story and that's it I will not ever do like a real book cover in canva so exactly exactly so so how about weaknesses moving down the Mm -hmm. moving down the worksheet
1: yeah so weaknesses are i think pretty self-explanatory um for author wheel you know we don't like
0: to talk about them but we we will for you guys
1: for our listeners you know, and and that's actually a, a psychological aspect here to consider too. Is that you have to be really honest. You have to like just face it, and it's it's hard and it's painful, and nobody wants to do it. But if you don't know what your weaknesses are, if you don't know where you are lacking or where you are struggling, or, um, you know what you don't know then you can't overcome those things, right? Like you have to know where you are in order to know where you need to go. Um, right. So that's why this, this initial self-assessment is so important. Um, so yeah, <laughs> we don't like so, talking about them ever. So, so pep talk Either. over what's our weaknesses,
0: Megan, right. for author Will.
1: So for off the wheel, um, we said our, our major weakness is that we're still very new and small. You know, we've we've taught for years, but it's been local stuff. It's been to small groups. We don't have a huge following um, yet, right? Add right. the big yet, But that's the thing that we're trying to focus on this year to overcome. That's part of the reason we do the podcast. You know, we want to make sure that we're giving back, that we're you know, um, helping writers and, and being, uh, helping educator spread the, you know, good resources, good information, being those curators, all those things, like that's all part of it, but it's also the podcast helps us reach new people. Um, and, uh, so, so that's a big, a big component that, um, or a weakness that we have to overcome this year is our, our small audience so far. Yeah. Right.
0: (laughs) We are small, but we are mighty. But we just want to be bigger and mighty by the end of the year. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, So, what about what about on the fiction side of the world? So people can understand how to apply this, perhaps.
1: Yeah. So for me, um, my weakness is that I'm slow. I'm a slow writer. In part, that's because of lifestyle issues. I've got lots of excuses and lots of reasons why that's true. Um, but I'm, but I'm a slower writer. I will probably at this point in my life, I cannot visualize myself doing a rapid release or releasing, you know, a book a month or anything like that. Um, so I'm a little slower, right? That's a That's a weakness. Um, so that's something that I'm working on. I mean, we've we've taught our productivity classes and I'm doing my tracking and I'm getting my, doing my, um, Uh, Game of of gamifying. Yeah, I'm gamifying it, so I am working on getting faster. That's one of the things that I'm I'm focusing on this year. Um, But uh, but as of this moment in time, I am a slow writer. What about you?
0: So my weakness, I think, is that um, I don't know much about paid advertising because I have been traditionally published, and traditionally published authors don't do. Um, much paid advertising on their own because the ROI uh, just isn't there. But now that I have a new series that's independently published, um, I got to learn. I got to learn, you know, Facebook ads and Amazon ads and all the ads and how they work. And I got to do a spreadsheet. That's another weakness. I'm like not <laughs> big on... I, I liked that one of the web, uh, webinars I went to about authors in business, he said, Five out of four authors are terrible at math, and if you understand that, that was a weird statement. You're a little bit better than the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I went. I'm a little bit better because you can't do five out of four. It took me a minute to hear, figure that out. But Joe Solari said that. was like pretty clever. So that's yeah, funny. So that is that is one of the things I'm going to have to tackle this mm-hmm. year. Uh, is that Dislike of math and spreadsheets, and you know, the learn how learning how to do paid advertising, you know, yeah, yeah, what, yeah, yeah. Which brings us into strategy because we've already kind of edged into strategy when we were talking about our weaknesses because mm-hmm. we couldn't just say them and let them sit. See, that's the thing. <laughs> we, we <laughs> no, just that's true. It, Yeah, Yeah. So, so when you look at all these things, you look at your branding, your marketing your, who you are, and then you look at, you know, your strengths and advantages, and then you look at your weaknesses, Um, then it kind of comes down to uh, the overall game plan. So Mm -hmm. how can you maximize your strengths which weaknesses do you really have to overcome or which ones can you just kind of go, well, I'm just going to deal, live with that weakness for right now, you know, and yeah. that kind of thing and then create a strategy that's going to potentially get you where you want to go. Um, so for, for, uh, the author wheel, I think our, our part of our strategy is to continue to reach into, um, To reach into the community and make more connections and network more. Mm -hmm. Yep. Through the podcast, potentially through attending conferences. I mean, those will end up being tactics, but.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the strategy is, I think, to increase our visibility, increase our network um, or expand our network is probably the better term. Um, And so the tactics are how we're going to do that. But the strategy is to expand our network, Um, and especially with not only writers or students who are interested in the courses we teach, but also with other podcasters, other author coaches, other um, consultants or service providers for the author community. So it's right. it's kind of two tiered, but expanding that network is the is really the strategy for 2023. Um, and we're decreasing our focus on new books, on new um, written content. Um, we're going to do other content, but we're decreasing the focus on new written content so that we can focus on that expansion of the community and reaching um, uh, reaching those new listeners, new writers, new, you know, students. Um, and the service,
0: ways. and what you said about the service providers too, because, um, because if we consider ourselves kind of curators or the overview girls, like we have to be able to offer resources and we have some resources, but even our resources tend to be more overview type resources, not deep dive. So mm-hmm. we need to know the people who do the yeah. deep dive stuff so that we can, let our audience know, you know it's like we can be the go-between. look, here's this great editor over here, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have to reach out and find those people. So it's a it's a two-tiered, like you said, a two-tiered thing. We're reaching yep. out to both sides, to new listeners, to new um, writers that we can help on the one hand and then also to other people in the community who are doing the same kinds of thing that we're doing. Right. Exactly. Right. So, and uh, so, the, so taking that from a strategy level um, to, into a tactic level. Yes. Do we want to do that yet? Or do we, and then I think that's easier maybe to explain it that way and then talk about strategy, tactic, and fiction, how they uh, work together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so the tactics are the action items or the, or the, right the activities that you're going to do to fulfill your strategy. Um, And so for us, uh, for season two, again, we're talking about expanding our network. So what we've decided to do is more interviews. Right. (laughs) And less duo episodes. Yeah. So we're going to, we are still going to have our duo episodes, obviously, like this one. Um, But I think by increasing the number of interviews that we have relative to the number of duo um, we'll be able to bring in more experts. We'll be able to meet more people. We'll expand our community, um, both from, you know, the the service providers or the, um, you know, coaches, editors, et cetera, that we talk to. And then also bringing in new listeners um, and new uh, new writers that we can help. Um, I like that phrase, new writers that we can help. I, I struggle with like, do we call them students? <laughs> Sorry. Well, I don't know. Yeah. But anyway. But but you know by doing that expanding that network we're we're hitting both of those tiers actually at the same time.
0: So we're reaching out, we're asking people we know um, Mm -hmm. if they have people they can recommend. We're talking to other podcasters. We have, I mean, we're already lining up some really fun, amazing people that I can't wait to learn from. Yeah, absolutely. So that's really good. And then another thing we're going to do this year. Is Kickstarter. Thank mm-hmm. you, Russell Nolte, the interview we had <laughs> last season. If you yep. missed that, go back and listen. It's uh, it's really inspiring. It inspired mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to do a Kickstarter campaign um, to create a print book of the th- combining the three quick guides that we have published so far and also to create a course for each of those books. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and we're hoping that with Kickstarter, we'll be able to gain some more visibility um, with, within their marketplace and people who are looking for you know, nonfiction for writers that we can reach them and give them a way to find us and then ultimately um, better deals and buy-ins onto various things that we're producing. Um, so stay tuned for that. I mean, that's, that's We're going to be talking about that a lot. I'm sure as we start putting it together. Um, but that's definitely coming up this year.
0: Yeah. So that's exciting. So now how about strategy and then tactics for your fiction business? What, what, where did you go with that?
1: So for me, since my weakness is that I'm a slow writer, but I also have the patience and ability to, my strength is that I have the patience and ability to, go to pursue slow growth. Um I decided, and I decided this last year, but but I'm doubling down on it um to continue my keeping my books wide um across all the different retailers and distributors. Um so not just Amazon, but also uh, in do more um direct sales. So I'm trying to broaden my base for um, readers who are because again, because I'm slow, because the traditional market tends to be slower, you know, about a book a year for an author in a given series, I can meet that like that's doable for me. So if I model myself a little bit more after that, and find find a niche within that wide market that the traditional publishers go after, um, then um, I think I will find more success. so That's what I'm trying to do. Um, And then My tactic on that is to use Kickstarter. I'm going to use Kickstarter for my fiction. I've got two projects I want to do this year. One is the second um, book in the Rise of Lilith series. Um, And that's my paranormal uh, fantasy, contemporary fantasy that um, the first book launched last year. So this is the second book. I'm going to launch that in paperback on Kickstarter. And then I'm also hoping to do a... Um, new cover, limited edition, or limited edition hardcover, new cover for The Last Descendant, which is the first book in the Senyari Chronicles. So I'm using Kickstarter as a direct sales funnel um, to focus on that, again, wide, uh, multiple streams of income strategy for my fiction.
0: Right. So and and my uh strategy is very different than yours. Because since I am brand new to independent publishing, uh, I decided that my slow growth means <laughs> I'm going to take one thing at a time By you know, to go by our, our the thing we're always saying over and over again is how do you eat a whale or how do you eat an elephant, depending on which part of the country you grew up in. On the East Coast, it's an elephant. West Coast, it's a whale. Uh, so <laughs> how do you do that? How do you eat that big creature? It's one bite at a time. So I decided I was just going to start with Amazon, put my books into Kindle Unlimited because then I only have to learn one platform and use that uh, one platform to learn about all the things that I have to learn about. And and then when I get them, eventually I'll go wide, but I'm not even worrying about that this year. So my strategy then is to learn all the pieces of this publishing business while in Kindle Unlimited. Um, And so then my tactics under that are I'm going to focus in on Facebook ads and sending people to, sending targeted readers to my um, Amazon pages to help the algorithms there. And uh, also perhaps to send readers to my website at the same time to build my mailing list. I'm not sure which of those tactics I'm going for exactly. Um, I may try one or the other. But anyway, learning Amazon ads, learning those tactics, and just uh, building my Kindle Unlimited reads. and, um, And I may be looking into audiobooks this year too. So that's that's kind of where I'm at. And for me, tactically, because I'm really into this, don't overwhelm yourself, because at the same time, I am trying to release a book every three months. Um, so it's a lot of writing, too, going on. Um, I, I also feel like, you know, just the one thing at a time thing, um, I'm going to try a certain thing put get my tactics all in place for three months at the end of that three months, look and see what worked, what didn't work, tweak it and then play in the next three months. I'm not even planning out tactically. I'm not planning. I strategy wise. I know what I'm doing for the year, but tactically I'm just going to go three months at a time.
1: Yeah. Which makes sense. And, and so actually, so once I, we had done all this um, I actually took it a step further and started to create a, um, I did a, Quarter one targets or like goals for the quarter. And then I did January monthly priorities. So what I'm going to focus on in that month to meet my quarterly goals. Um, And so you can take this another step further, right? And then I also created a uh, habit track. So let's let's go back uh, a little bit here for a second because we've talked about a lot of business side of things. But if you're not ready for the business side of things, if you're still trying to figure out um, the writing craft side of things, then your strategy might be to really focus on increasing your writing speed. And the tactics that you're going to use to do that is uh, a daily star chart, right? So to track, you know make sure you wrote every day. or you can use our um, our writing diary spreadsheet template that I created. Um, I guess I should put that up on the stuff page as well, maybe. Um, (laughs) but, um, we have a
0: bajillion ideas in productive writing habits and that book is really focused in on that. So,
1: yes, yes. Thank you. I mean, that's, that's really the key, right? So if you read productive writing habits, then you can focus on some of the tips and tools and tricks and tactics that we've laid out in that you can pick and choose, see which ones work, try them for a few months. And then if they don't work, toss them aside, try something else. If they do work great, keep doing it. But you might focus on your strategy is to increase your speed. Your tactics are how you're going to go about gamifying your writing life and in, in the things you're going to do to help you write faster. Um, yeah. So and,
0: yeah. And, honest, and honestly, that is, I think, an ongoing strategy for almost every writer. I mean, like, who yeah. doesn't want to be more productive? I mean, there's nobody who says, oh, no, I don't really want to be productive. I'll just be happy to write a book every 10 years and nobody wants that. So whether you're, whatever your pace is, like if you could move, I mean, we, you're thinking of yourself as slow, like a book a year, but if you, that which is not slow in the traditional industry, it's normal in the traditional industry, but in the indie industry, it is. So, um, but if you said to yourself, well, even if I just went from a book a year to a book plus a novella a year, mm-hmm. you know, that is something. So, you know, applying some tactics to keeping yourself on task and keeping yourself writing, maybe even during your kids' vacations or whatever, that could be helpful for you. Mm -hmm. And for me, I'm not ever, well, I shouldn't say that. You never know. I doubt I will ever be a book a month kind of person. I don't think so. But I think I could write three, like one a quarter plus make it three in a year in case I, you know, give myself wiggle room and then maybe one novella. Yeah. And and so that is kind of my goal. And I, uh, you know, just sitting down and figuring out how many words do I have to write a day to reach the goal of finishing about, in about two and a half weeks, I mean, two and a half weeks, sorry, two and a half months, because then I need another two months to rewrite it then get it to the editor. So, um, you know, just doing that math, that's a tactic and figuring out how um, I'm trying a new tactic with that this year. <laughs> I did it one day. <laughs> it worked one day. So let's see if it works. It's just getting to bed or something as simple as getting to bed earlier and getting up earlier and trying to write before the world wakes up around me and at least get some Writing done, and so today that worked. Hopefully, it'll work tomorrow. <laughs> you know, but those kinds of things are things to think about. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and even in in this going back into strengths and weaknesses, if your whole goal is just to write faster or to write more or to write steadily and regularly, whatever, if you look at what is your strength, like maybe you don't have little kids in the house and you have more alone time or maybe you have a commute or maybe you have whatever that could be a strength and then if you look at a weakness like for me I realized one of my weaknesses was I often get part way into a book and because I pl- sort of plot but I don't fully plot I get part way into a book and then I would just lose it I'm like I I don't know where I'm going and and I realized that in mystery thriller you have to know what the bad guy did before the book starts. And I would only have a <laughs> hazy idea. And it's like, oh, that part I could plot. I know yeah. I need to know who's the bad guy or girl, what they did fully, and we'll see. I will report back. Is that going to help me right? And not get stopped, you know, after act one for three yeah. weeks and then lose my whole schedule. So there's all different ways to apply this, whatever, yeah. whatever it is you're trying to accomplish this particular year.
1: So anyway, I, uh, I, I think that's, that's kind of, kind of our, our whole, whole deal today. <laughs> um, yep. We did create a, a downloadable PDF worksheet, uh, which will be put on authorreel.com slash stuff. To download it, you will have to sign up for our newsletter. Um, but of course, as always, you can always unsubscribe if you don't want to hear from us every week. Um, but actually that's another tactic we're doing for the author wheel this year is that instead of just saying hey the podcast is live we are going to be adding more value into our newsletter and sharing our biggest takeaways from each episode um, of the of the podcast. so you'll get a little extra information, a little extra insight um, and our opinions or afterthoughts. Um, after after we're done recording, so um, so hopefully it'll it'll be valuable and you'll enjoy the newsletter. But to get the download, you will have to sign up.
0: <laughs> and maybe for the newsletter for this particular ep- episode, what we should do is each just put down like one or two sentences of our fiction thing, there we like go. what we yeah. did. You know, like how we filled out that yeah. sheet. Now I know we've talked about it a bit here, but you know, sometimes that's a good thing to see an example, especially if you want to go fill it out yourself and work on yeah. it yourself. And I'm assuming from the fiction point of view is going to be more helpful for everybody then. Yes.
1: Yeah, probably. So, yeah. so yeah, we'll do that. So that'll be our, our newsletter takeaway for this episode. So make sure you go sign up for our newsletter. If you haven't already download the template spreadsheet, I'm calling it the author strategy template, and it will be on and you'll also get the five uh roadblocks that
0: that new writers most new writers have to overcome and that's another
1: worksheet too how to overcome yep exactly so until next time keep your stories rolling are you an aspiring author stop by www.authorwheel.com slash stuff to download the top five writing roadblocks
0: aspiring authors must overcome. Thank you for listening to the Author Wheel Podcast, hosted by Greta Boris and Megan Haskell, edited by Jim Wilborn.